Hello, and welcome to the Beyond Borders podcast, the podcast that explores topics related to international trade. This podcast is brought to you by Buckland. For over 70 years, Buckland has been working to help companies across the world experience global trade in a better way. As a customer-focused company, we provide you with a single source of unmatched customs brokerage, trade-managed solutions, freight forwarding, trade technologies, and warehousing and distribution services. I'm your host, Jenny Kaus, Corporate Marketing Manager here at Buckland, and today I'm speaking with our guest, Karina Huddy. Karina is the Customer Experience Manager at Buckland and holds her Certified Custom Specialist designation in both Canada and the U.S., as well as her IDESA in Mexico. Karina graduated from the University of Nueva Leon and has worked in international trade in Mexico and Canada. Karina has been the manager for Canadian operations and is now the customer experience manager and has been with Buckland for nearly three years. Welcome back to the podcast, Karina, and thank you for joining me on the Beyond Borders podcast yet again. Thank you, Jenny. Pleasure to be here. So on a previous uh, Beyond Borders podcast, you and I spoke about Inco terms, and on today's episode, we're having a follow-up to that conversation because we're going to be talking about Inco terms 2020. So this is of great interest right now because the new version of Inco terms was released on September the 10th of 2019, and they will officially come into effect on January 1st, 2020. So before we get into all of this new information, let's make sure that we have a clear understanding about Inco terms. Absolutely. Incoterms refer to a set of international trading terms conditions designed to assist traders when goods are sold and transported. The word Incoterms comes from the longer version of the name, which is International Commercial Terms. There are 11 common trade terms that make up Incoterms, and they detail which party is responsible for risk, obligations, and cost fall during the process of transporting goods. They reduce or remove uncertainties arising from different interpretation of the rules in different countries. They are published by the International Chamber of Commerce, or we also call it ICC, and an updated version is released every 10 years. The last version was released in 2010, and they have now come up with a 2020 that will be taken into effect on January 1st. Yeah, and I remember that being something that I was a bit confused by when I first saw the Inco Terms document back in 2015, and I didn't quite realize why there would be a version that said 2010 and that that's what was our most current. Um, so that's a really good distinction to make that we are presently on 2010, but we will soon be on 2020 as of January 1st. Why, why are they updated? Like, why do they need to be updated? Yes, for sure. And this is a common misconception that we see come up with the date being 2010. People assume it's out of date when you're looking at it, for example, eight years later in 2018. They are updated every 10 years in order to remain current and address any changes that may have happened in between that period. When you think about the last 10 years even and the rise of e-commerce, the changes in transportation and blockchain, It is relevant to take a look at the terms and ensure that they address the current needs of those in the international trade. Yeah, good point. 
Um, and I read that the first set of Inco terms rules were published in 1936. So it's pretty amazing to think of all of the changes that would have happened in the last 83 years and how Inco terms would have changed to reflect that. Absolutely. So if listeners are interested in learning the, you know, the basics of Inco terms, I'll include a link in the show notes to the prior episode where Karina and I discussed this topic. On today's episode, though, we're focusing on Inco terms 2020, and we're going to detail what is new with this version, what these changes mean for you. So Karina, let's, uh, let's talk about what is different with the new version of Inco terms, because I understand that there are actually some noteworthy changes with this update because sometimes we're not sure if there'll be big changes, smaller changes. So what's going to be different? Of course. One of the things that people will notice is that they are published in the traditional format, which lays out the 11 Inco terms. But there's also a new horizontal format, which sets up the 10 articles within each Inco term. These articles include general obligations, delivery, taking delivery, the transfer of the risk, carrier, insurance, delivery, transport document, export or import clearance, checking, packing, marking, and allocation of the cost and notices. This new layout will make it easier to see the difference between the terms and hopefully make it easier for international traders to choose the most appropriate income term for the situation. Great. Yeah, and that's uh, something great, I think, too, to make sure that you know, efforts are being made to make it so easy to understand. Um, and I've also seen a copy of this graphic, and it, it is definitely very clearly laid out. And I will provide a link to the International Chamber of Commerce website so that you can take a look at what we're referring to for yourself. Absolutely. Great idea, Jenny. Many of the changes revolve around setup changes in order to make it more simple to use so that the correct Inco term is selected more easy. They state that there is a clear explanation around the connection and demarcation between sale contract and its ancillary contracts. As well, there are updated guidance notes presented at the explanatory notes for each Inco term and a change in the order with the Inco terms to make delivery and risk more prominent. Great. And from that Inco terms 2020 document, I see that there were seven listed differences mentioned with regards to the rules, um, some more major, some minor, um, and you can certainly check those out uh, by looking online at that document. But I was thinking that we could go through them and, and talk about them. So how about the first one? Of course. The first one is bills of lading with an onboard notation and the FCA ink terms rule. Previously, with Incoterms 2010, the bills of lading were completed prior to the loading, so if the seller or the buyer wanted to add an onboard notation to it, it was impossible to do so. In 2020, the option has been modified so that the buyer and the seller can agree that the buyer will instruct the carrier to issue an onboard bill of lading to the seller after the loading of the goods. The seller still has no obligation to the buyer as to the terms of the contract with the carriage, but this option is now available. Would you say that that's a big change or one that you were surprised by? Absolutely. I think this is going to help the industry in the sense that they are now going to be able to feel less restricted when added a notation to the bill of lading. Oh, okay, great. And, and what's the next one? The cost where, where they are listed. 
For Incoterms 2010, the cost appears in different parts of each Incoterm rule. However, for Incoterms 2020, the costs have been grouped together so the users have a one-stop list of all the costs and both the seller and the buyer can find them all in one place. This will definitely assist in determining what each part is responsible for and ensuring all the costs are considered. That definitely seems like a, I would say, a good improvement for sure. And what else do we have? Another one of the changes is the different levels of insurance cover in both CIF and CIP. For Incoterms 2010, both CIF and CIP had the clause that the seller was responsible for obtaining the cargo insurance cover, and they had to comply with the minimum coverage as provided by the Clause C of the Institute Cargo Clauses. For 2020, though, they've made the change that CIF will stay status quo, meaning that they will continue to use the um, Clause C of the Institute Cargo Clause as minimum coverage. But for CIP, the change will be now that they will have to comply with the Institute Cargo Clauses Clause A rather than Clause C. Great. Um, and then next up, I understand there were some arranging for carriage changes. That was our next one. Yeah, we have arranging for carriage with sellers or buyers uh, on means of transport. And basically all this means is for 2010, we had assumed that the seller or the buyer will be arranging delivery through a third party. And what 2020 cover is that sometimes the seller or the buyer will not outsource that function of a third party. And they can now, with these rules, allow for the making of a contract just or just by arranging the necessary carriage without a third party. Hmm. Great. Okay. And then one of this one I kind of thought was interesting was changing uh, some three letter initials. And I kind of wonder if this one will cause confusion. What do you think? Tell us about that one and, and what you think. Definitely. Um, so changing the three letter initials for DAT and DPU. Um, in Incoterms 2010, DAT or delivery at terminal was noted after. DAP, which is delivery at port. For 2020, these have been inverted, meaning that DAP or delivery at port would happen before unloading and will now be appearing before DAT or delivery at terminal. But also, delivery at terminal is changing their initials to DPU or delivery at place unloaded. Trying to emphasize there that the place of destination could be any place, not just a terminal, as it was originally considered with DAT. So what do you think made that change just in a change in the way we do things? Yes, I think the fact that um, a lot of the times that delivery was happening in more places than just something called a terminal. So it would actually happen um, at a port. But I think what needs to, to be considered here is that the delivery of these goods need to happen at a place where they can be unloaded. Gotcha. Great. Um, now, I understand there were um, some changes around security-related requirements. Absolutely. For 2020, I believe the main change there is that 
it's been a lot more emphasized in security and the allocation of the security-related obligations um, as opposed to what had been written for 2010. The costs are also, for, for these requirements, are also given a more prominent position than they did in 2010. Great. I think that would really help clarify things as well. Um, and then there are explanatory notes. Tell us about those. Absolutely. In 2010, um, the Incoterm version was, they were called guidance notes. For 2020, they're called explanatory notes for the users. And basically, they explain the fundamental of each Incoterm rule, as well as when it should be used, when the risk is transferred, how cost is allocated between the seller and the buyer. So it's a really great tool to go in and um, investigate further if you have any uncertainty of what each incoterm is. Right. Now, you know, because these only come out 10 years, uh, every 10 years, it makes sense that, you know, people would wonder, you know, is this going to be one of those changes that's a, a big year for the changes? Is it not? You know, I'm just kind of wondering overall, all of these changes that we've just talked about considered, are these ones that you... Uh, would have expected that makes sense? Were you surprised? What was your general reaction? Absolutely. I think they made sense considering the industry and where we are going with our technology. Um, I think they're more aligned with what we want to see happening within the freight industry. Great. And if listeners are interested in acquiring their own copy of the new Incoterms publication, um, we do recommend that you visit the International Chamber of Commerce's website, and we'll put a link in the show notes as well. They do offer the publication in print, as well as an electronic format, and they even have a wall poster format to help you visually see which of the terms are appropriate. And it's important to note that even though they are official as of January 1st, some people will be using them now, and they'll simply, in their contract, state Incoterms 2020. In the same way, some people might be still using Incoterms 2010 after January the 1st, but they would just need to state that they are using that version of the Incoterms in their contracts. Um, Karina, if anybody has any questions, what do you recommend that they do? Absolutely. If anybody has questions about this or any other topic, don't hesitate to reach out to CSA group at buckland.com. Karina, thank you so much for going through all those changes with us today. It's uh, very much appreciated and very helpful. My pleasure, Jenny. Thank you for having me. That's the Beyond Borders podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our special guest, Karina Huddy, for joining us and for discussing the new INCO terms rules for 2020. If you're looking for more resources related to international trade, please check out buckland.com and click on the learning section across the top of the website. Here you'll find a range of resources, including learning guides, webinars, and podcasts. Our downloadable learning guides include INCO terms charts, common trade terminology, how to avoid border delays, and many, many more. We also host live monthly webinars and invite you to sign up online to secure your spot for an informative presentation, followed by a live Q&A session with an expert. 
The best way to keep up to date on all of these resources is through our weekly newsletter. We send out a newsletter every Wednesday containing our latest resources, as well as a roundup of the latest trade news delivered right to your inbox. You can sign up for our newsletter newsletter on any page of our website if you scroll down to the bottom or buckland.com slash newsletter. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us through our website's contact us page, through Twitter at Buckland Tweets, on LinkedIn company page, or on our Instagram page at Buckland Insta. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Borders podcast and be sure to tune in again and subscribe for more great conversations about importing, exporting, and everything else in the world of logistics and international trade.